0: welcome to episode 26 of the Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCBlog.com. Firstly, a happy new year to all participants and listeners of the Podding Shed. We hope that Santa bought you everything you asked for and that your turkey didn't cost £50 million. It has been some time since we committed our ramblings to digital storage, so this evening we shall attempt to pick the pine needles out of the festive season, including the games against Leeds, Aston Villa, Norwich, Everton, UPR, <coughs> Southampton and any other Chelsea-related business. We were considering a mo- methodical approach to proceedings, but given the age and collective memory of the residents of the Podding Shed, it was agreed that a non wibbly wobbly timey wimey approach was more suitable joining me as ever still moderately full of christmas cheer and other such substances i'm mark 25 who is mark i've never been full of cheer (laughs) (laughs) dr blue who is donal good evening and grocer jack who is tony
1: and good evening to you all
0: And good evening, gents. Uh, Before we start, we wish uh, Eden Hazard a happy birthday, who reaches the ripe old age of 22 today, which puts him at almost half my age, which is quite worrying. for the fact, he's a a Chelsea player, but never mind, never mind.
2: Someone someone remarked in the office today that um, from the 1st of January, you know, one minute past 12, we would have had our first teenager of the millennium, just to make you feel old.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs)
2: If you were born in the 2000. You were 13
0: this year. Oh, yeah, that's quite enough of that, dearer. <laughs> so, summarise: five wins out of six, progression in domestic knockout cup competitions, 21 goals. Uh, were it not for that blemish of that result last Wednesday, um, Rafa might well be experiencing a little more seasonal goodwill right now, would he not? Um, who wants to kick
2: off? <clears throat> could, could I just say that uh, before we kick off, that of course uh, the last thing listeners to the Potting Shed heard as we faded out before Christmas was an almost Beam Crosby-like a rendition of uh, what fun it was to see Chelsea win away, mm. and indeed that's all they've been doing, which is very good.
0: Sure, yeah. I very le- cool. I'll let someone else
2: carry on there. Just oh, remarking me. how prescient my singing and general organ <laughs> playing was. That's all. Quite,
1: well, quite yeah, excellent. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, well. I I don't mind if it was a, a sort of general comment about would our 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 raffer um, and we're still not allowed to actually call him that yet in any of the uh, rooms around Stamford Bridge, I gather. Um, uh, would he have got any more seasonal goodwill? No, frankly, um, which is a shame because uh, I think things have improved and there will always be blips and there will always be you know down uh, down moments or whatever. Uh, I think he. Um, to quote George Bush he misunderestimated um, QPR last (laughs) week um, with uh, a a slightly um, you know uh, slight gamble on the the team selection although that team 99 times out of 100 would wipe the floor with QPR I'm sure of that Um, I think there's an over reliance on Hazard and Mata and if we can't drop them you know for a game against QPR then Perhaps our st- our strength in depth isn't quite what we believe it to be. Um, I think. I mean, I'll, I'll just just to chuck in. I think yeah.
0: it's fine. You can you can you can put them on the bench, but I th- I think one of the, the main issue for me was he just left it too long to to change it when we realised it wasn't he wasn't, it wasn't working. It was it was abundantly clear we were going to get absolutely bugger all with the approach we were taking, and you know on it went kind of thing. I think. What well, did we have? A, how many shots on target did we manage? one in the first half. Yeah, one in
3: the first half. I think we had quite a few shots on target if you count the upper tier of the um, (laughs) ship and the target. To be
1: fair, I think there was
2: a sort of 10-15 minute period after half-time where, you know, he obviously told Marin and and Moses to stay, you know, hugging the touchlines. And they, they eventually started to prize QPR apart. And they had a couple of I mean, it's a, couple a, a of
0: reasonable chances. I think that the was... irony in all these
2: games is it's usually when you have your best fit that yes. they suddenly come back and hit you. But they had actually put on quite a lot of pressure, and, and you thought, well, maybe it's building now. Maybe, you know, we get a goal and, and away we go. And then obviously <laughs> the rest, as they <laughs> say, is history. But to be fair, I thought, I thought they, they changed things a bit at half time and certainly were, were getting a lot more success. At, 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 at least getting into the box, even if they weren't actually managing to get anything on target.
0: Well, Marion Marin looked quite smart when he actually made it to the byline, but he, he seems, it's it's a, a bit of a, 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 a winger thing, or certainly at, at Chelsea, you had both him and um, Moses have a knack of kind of cutting in, and where you actually, what you would like is mm. get to the byline and stick across in, rather than try and dig your way through, and um, yeah, which very uh, wasn't really working.
1: No, I, I, I I was quite impressed by Marion. I mean, he was lucky to stay on. But even Harry Redknapp said, hold on a minute, ten minutes into the game, the boy obviously just was eager to please or whatever so you know fair play to Harry for that he wouldn't like other managers he would have been saying oh you know he should have been sent off but um, yeah, I was I, impressed I, I, with him
0: I, I, do, I do suspect that had he, had he been on the re- receiving have, end of another bad result he might have thought differently possibly, but possibly I see but what you mean yeah, yeah, so.
1: I, I thought you know I thought Marin looked bright he looked fast he certainly had a turn of speed that even um, Mr Hazard would be quite, quite proud of um, the, the problem with him and everybody else in that game is they were crossing to the invisible man there was nobody there. We were mm, bereft yeah, of anybody in the centre of that penalty area because there was, you know, a white flag being run up a pole and, um, you know, I, if, if if I could buy him a present, I, I would buy him, I think, a DVD version of Beau because he needs to <laughs> fucking well sit down and look at that. You know, I, I'm so annoyed with him, um, Mr Torres, um, for our... Beloved listeners, if you're not actually worked out who I'm talking about, but uh, you know, Marion was a bright spot. I, I was just concerned because, yeah, you know, I'm finding there's a worrying undercurrent of, of um, sentiment amongst the fans. And if, I mean, if you follow the Twitterverse or you, you know, even in the clubroom, when we can see the goal, it's because Benitez is an absolute idiot who doesn't know the first thing about football. We're going to score five back in reply, or six back in reply, or two back in reply, and we win the game, and it's nothing to do with him. Well, listen. How does that logic work then? Someone explain to me. Well, of course I I couldn't even get away with telling a five year old that because they would sit there going, but why? But why? But But why?
3: But there is no logic to it. There is no logic. The fans are um, an emotional bunch, and whether it's. loving Benitez or loving Lampard it's all based on emotion and not based on logic and I went down to Southampton on Saturday and when we went 1-0 down I feared the worst but you know I, I just carried on watching the game but the majority of the fans started through uh, a trilogy of Benitez songs yeah, all of which are offensive and um, I mean the fascinating thing is that some of the songs and chants that come from our fans like all fans are vile and disgusting and that's okay to give it out to all and sundry. But when Benitez says something sort of semi-anti-Chelsea, he's hated forever. I mean, they can dish it out, these fans, when they're in a mob of 5,000. Yes. But they can't take it from one poor bloke giving an interview.
1: When he was the coach of I, But state. I think,
0: it, I mean, it, it's right. And, you know, ultimately, I think, I think you're right to, to an extent, Tony. One of the things I will say, yeah, there, I mean, there is a core that doesn't like Rafford. It, it's kind of that hardcore away support I thing. I think pretty much everyone else is kind of well, he's here now, and things are going reasonably okay. Yeah, you don't want too many results like QPR because you're not going to do yourself any favours. But no, by we'll and large, it's gone okay, yeah. and and that will do. You know, the worry is, you know, games like West Ham, Corinthians, and QPR, there, there was a real sort of a lack of coherence, and you know when it doesn't work, he doesn't seem, whether whether it's, you know, he's rusty because he's been out of, out of a job for a while, and he's just finding his feet with a new squad, I mean, that's understandable, but it doesn't really seem to be the ability to to change things from the bench, which to be perfectly fair, you know, a lot of managers struggle with, you know, we we watched, you know, one of the very best at it in Mourinho, but, you know, we've watched any number of managers come along, and, you know, you get the like-for-like the like right back at... Sixty-five 60 minutes, minutes yeah, and yeah. you know a, a winger for another winger at seventy-five, <coughs> but it's not quite working. That's just the way of it. Um, but
3: is, is QPR Benitez's problem? I mean, last season um, we struggled against them when we went down to nine men. In the FA Cup, we just we only just scraped through. Correct. This season, um, we drew nil-nil away. You know, I think against QPR, they're they're really up for it. Um, the fans but, come out of Fulham Broadway chanting that they're the pride of West London. I mean, it's just one of those games where I think it's
0: always right. going to be a struggle. You're, you're right. I, I think, for me, the issue was, and I don't, I don't have an axe to grind against the bloke, I, I have reservations about you know his, his ability to manage a club like this after two years out with the baggage he has in the Premiership, but I think you're absolutely right. QPR and it's actually something which I'd, I'd kind of like whoever is managing us in the future if we play them again which you know hopefully looking like we won't for a little while <laughs> is that um, they pay too? because I think VS Boas and the players we went to Loftus Road and that that bloody awful game which you know shaped the events of the club for, for some considerable time thereafter just completely underestimated what it meant to them you know the the fans were absolutely up for it they hadn't played us for you know God knows how long or certainly not in the in, in the league. Um, and we did just completely underestimate I think that seems to be a, a problem you'd like. It's where, and, and not suggesting he would have done any better tactically or results-wise, but I think it's a game that Robbie would have got in the way that he understood when we played Tottenham it meant something. Maybe Benitez, all right, you know, he's got experience of a big local derby, probably, you know, a like bigger than ours. But maybe it's something... It, we need to pay a little more attention to in the future as as a club
1: maybe he'll maybe he that's something for him to pick up isn't it you know some degree of truth in that you you, you learn from your mistakes and you you know it, it, we can very well sit there and pontificate and say well he should know that but maybe he just genuinely doesn't maybe he you know he's never managed in London he doesn't understand who I wouldn't assume that any coach no matter how experienced I, I'm pretty sure that Arsene Wenger possibly knew about Tottenham as a derby, but yeah, I don't suppose he thought very much about Chelsea or West Ham or any number of other teams that have raised the Premiership from London um, as being a derby of any consequence. And I think he's actually denigrated them to some degree in the past and said that Wenger, this is, and, and has said, you know, people make too much out of them. Um, mm. well, but he's, also, he's
2: also said that the difficulty for a London club of winning the league is that you have too many derby games to play. So at some point at some point in his career, he woke up to the fact yes. that there's yeah. a wear and tear on a team. You know, particularly some seasons, you've got sort of half a dozen London clubs, you know, and, and you're, you're knee deep in, in derby games, yeah. you know, two and three at a time, which they might not be your derby games but they're the other team's derby yes. games and you get lumps kicked out yeah.
1: of you you know so. I, 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 and I'm not you know, sort of trying to say that I, I, you know my point was is that Benitez may not have you know actually got the, the depth of feeling over QPR that um, maybe he would have had automatically Liverpool when he was facing and I mean we're making a lot out of the fact that we lost to QPR QPR came with a game plan of putting two banks of five in front of us pretty much letting mm. Turratt have a little run and a shot from 30 yards every now and then and yes it built hope into them they 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 gained hope and and, and confidence from yeah. the fact that we were so shockingly six, bad six,
0: 60 minutes in you yeah. could see they were thinking oh
1: hey, we can yeah. get something in exactly and and, and you know, like, like like the old boxer, you know, they just God blind this, this this new this younger, fitter, faster bloke isn't quite what is he's up to. And I, I just felt that as the game went on, you're right, we didn't make the changes. Um hazard and um matter did come on. It didn't make a blind bit of difference in the end because, you know, when we had a corner towards the end of the game, someone was too busy adjusting their friggin' Alice band. Yeah. <laughs> to to even make that much of an effort and and you know, mm. I, I just think that we we basically played that game with 10 men. I'm not faulting any of the other players on the pitch, actually. I think the game passed Frank by a little bit. Uh, that's yeah, purely because, that, possibly because of the amount of effort he put in against Everton. And therein, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll no doubt get around to Frank later on. I well, think, therein
0: lies your problem, doesn't yes,
1: it? Yes. When you look at what we've done over that Christmas period, let's face it, any of us would have taken 9 from 12. Over that period, having well, come it's, back it's, the World it's, Cup you know,
0: since we got back from Japan, it's five wins out of six, twenty-one yeah. goals. You know, it, there's, there's not a lot to be disappointed about. No. You know, losing a game like QPR is is bad. It's you know, it, you know, it's like losing to Spurs or whoever yeah. it happens to be. It's it's a pain in the ass, especially when it comes on on the back of you know five otherwise decent results.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and so I just think that go back to the original question would he have got any more Christmas Christmas cheer or or whatever glad tidings no he wouldn't but uh, I think he deserves it I, I, I think he deserves at least some plaudits for having stopped what was let's face it was happening before he came in you know, there was a slide well and truly in place. It was, uh, you know, uh, echoes of last season all over again, with um, you know players not having confidence and systems being sussed out and not having the ability to change games and and that sort of stuff. So I think you know I, 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 it's a shame, uh, and I've not put me end up saying you know I love Benitez like I love Mourinho, but I just still to this day cannot bring myself to hate the guy.
0: No, fair enough. Uh, you know, I, I, it's perfectly reasonable. I th- let's um, let's kind of jink back to um, a, slight, a slightly happier, um, happier occasion. Um, the Leeds game, we got, we were you know forty hours off the plane from a you know relatively not disastrous but relatively poor trip out to um, out to the far east, and um, a game that I think you know again a real you know a proper rivalry, and, and you know as any number of people you. In particular, Tony pointed out a proper rivalry. This is this is none of your your fake manufactured Champions League nonsense. A team you've been playing for a decade. This this was a proper game, um, and one that I think we probably, if we went back to the last podding shed, armed Denard a bit and thought, hmm, this could be a bit tricky. But on the night, I seem to remember
2: breaks. there was one particularly desperate individual just <laughs> repeating like a mantra that we couldn't. There was no way we could. Poor. As poor I, as he was taken out and shot in the
0: end. Of him, but. Yes, I, 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 you're just referring back to the Podding Shed number 25, entitled We Have to Beat Leeds. 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 Um,
2: did anyone go up? Did you go up, Mark? I did. You no. did?
3: A, yeah, br- I, um, a brief a, word. Yes, well. Um, <laughs> Tales from Grim North. It's going back now in time. I'm trying to um, <laughs> remember it. Um, yeah, I travelled up in the afternoon of the game. And um, I stayed overnight because it was too late to get back Mm. And checked into my hotel And then thought about a taxi But I thought it was going to be too expensive So I managed to get the Leeds shuttle bus From the station Up to the ground Where I was pressed in very, very tightly With a lot of very wet Sweaty Yorkshiremen
0: Oh, my word
3: Um, (laughs) And I thought this is all good fun And there was a good bit of banter But I thought it might not be so much fun Coming back on the bus after the game um, there we went up, uh, we got to the ground And Leeds is a very traditional, old-fashioned ground You know, mm. old, old reefs with um, lots of um, poles in the way, obscuring your view mm. uh, But it was a great banter And I mean, just to hear the Chelsea fans singing our classic song about how much we hate Leeds Actually, at Leeds, was really the reason that I went <laughs> um
0: It is it is one of one of my favourite chances It I'm is one saying. of my favourites. So we you know, after going
3: one nil down, we all feared the worst. A few rounds of Anti Benitas songs. And then after that it was uh, it all went swimmingly with plenty of anti Leeds songs interspersed with a few blue flares, which now seems to be um
0: It's it's become an ongoing sink fashion, that rather happened fashionable, not it? Well oh. it happened
3: twice yesterday at Southampton as well. So um mm. I don't know what started that off, uh, but um, it, it, it's going to come to an ugly head soon, I think, because they are a bit dangerous. But right. overall, a fantastic,
0: fantastic. There was adventure. one at Tottenham last year. It's, um, we, we should, we should um, a, a, pirate, a, a minor pyrotechnics expert speaks, we should note the difference between a smoke bomb and a flare. They weren't flares, they were smoke bombs. Mm.
3: Well, when they set off at Southampton, it made a hell of a bang. Does that mean it's a firework or um, or what?
0: Um That's a good question I I heard there was a bang as well I didn't realise that was the smoke bomb Because smoke bombs usually You just strike a thing on the top And they let out smoke And they're not actually hot You can hold the things And you know There's no There's no
1: danger to person Unless you're particularly asthmatic Depending on the loudness of the bang Could that not be Perhaps just John Terry Checking someone out I don't know (laughs) Sorry (laughs) Allegedly (laughs) <laughs> it's nice, nice to see
3: It was a one-off bang and, and from what I've been led <laughs> to believe John Terry last for a bit longer.
2: Sources <laughs> Sources within <laughs> the club
0: <laughs> Yeah um, but no, there's, there's a particularly good picture lurking around on, on Twitter and Facebook and, and elsewhere of our way so it's not a great picture but it's very atmospheric in the sense it's just a picture of the Chelsea away end with smoke hanging over it, and there is there literally isn't a replica shirt to be seen. It, it's you, which game's this? The Leeds game. All oh, right, it's, it's a great picture. I'll try and find it and get Nick to stick it up on the blog because it looks, I mean, it looks like it could have been taken in 1973. Just a really great atmospheric picture. I, mean, I should get some, I should get Nick to try and um, stick it
2: because it's a, it's a strange ground, Ellen Road. When you see it, because the TV cameras are always looking at what was the, the newest stand, a bit like our east stand. You see this great big huge stand opposite. And so you think that that's what Elland Road is like all the way around, even though it's an old ground, you know, a bit like Old traffic used to be. But when you actually go there, you have got this huge stand on the side of the ground and sort of a couple of cow sheds at either end and a smaller stand... Opposite, haven't you? And it's you never quite see that on the TV because the TV is always looking at the big stand opposite with the yellow seats or whatever. And it's only when you go up there that you, you know, you you realise how out of kilter that newish stand was compared to the rest of Ellen Road, and and quite how old it is.
0: It's, um, there. There were a, a two two journo's um, tweeted pictures of, of their view from the press box. One was Dan Levine, and another one, I can't remember who the other one was. But uh, the view from the press box was absolutely laughable. I suspect if you're you know Henry Winter, you probably get a better seat. But the view from the press box was hilarious. They were sort of you know. Like Mark said, pillars and stairways, and Chrysos what in the way, and then a sort of a, a brief patch of green and the view of the top corner of the goal. So, you know, if someone scored a scorcher, you could see it, but that was about it. Um, so, yeah, um, the semi finals of um, the Capital One Cup, the Debt Cup, as it is now commonly known. Um, we play Swansea at the Bridge on Wednesday, and I believe the away leg is just a week later. Um, yeah, I mean, as we said 23rd, before. 23rd, the away leg. 23rd, two weeks later in which case. Um, as, as I think we noted on here before, that's um, presumably something Benitez sits there and thinks, well, whilst I may never be popular, I reckon there's a fairly good chance of me bagging a bit of silverware here.
3: Mm. I was glad to see Swansea get a draw with Arsenal yesterday, which gives them one extra game, hopefully in between the two mm. legs, actually, because that, that should yeah, be the Wednesday in between.
0: Yeah, does doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think um, we're, we're sitting reasonably pretty in the um, the Capital One Cup. Um, we move. Well, I think
2: Swansea will be uh, fairly tough. Um, I think they'll be difficult. I, I can anticipate. You know, I think not that people are, but you know, you could sort of go into that with slightly too much confidence if you know what I mean. I, speaking as someone who allowed himself to almost believe that having beaten Everton. You know, there was a, a maybe a fifty-one to forty-nine percent chance we'd win against QPR. I'm, I'm not, I'm to not
3: going to get caught out like that again. <laughs> I was wondering who was to blame for that. <laughs> I, I,
0: it's, 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 it's rare that I offer um, positive thoughts on um, on games pre-match, but I, my, my verdict on QPR was <laughs> no problem. We'll be fine. Right, yeah. moving swiftly on. Um, we moved swiftly on from Leeds to. Um, Aster Villa, who brought a, a young and relatively inexperienced side to um, to Stamford Bridge and, frankly, paid the price. Um, anyone care to throw their, their thoughts in on that marvellous pre-season goal fest?
2: I, I, I'll just say quickly, because I obviously missed most of it. I saw the first goal and then I had to drive somewhere and having several times seen us score a goal and then get in the car and then turn the radio on and conceive goals, I, I fought with myself, <clears throat> and I apologize to anyone who was trying to <clears throat> drive on a road where some erratic fool was weaving across the road in despair um, i, I didn 't switch the radio on until I nearly got home when I thought I must be half time now, and Good Lord, we were
1: I think was it two or three up we were three, um, n- three nil up by <laughs> half time
2: and Alan green Alan Green was doing his absolute best to put the bock on us because he kept repeating every third or fourth sentence that the game was done and this could turn into a real hammering and, you know, uh, he couldn't see any way that Villa would get back in the game. You know, the sort of thing you do to try and make that situation occur. He was obviously probably quietly uh, slitting the throats of various chickens, rabbits and vestal virgins under his desk there, you know, in order to make sure it happened. And then I had to go across the road to a, a drinks thing, and um, I was the only Chelsea fan there. <clears throat> Not because no one around here is a Chelsea fan, but they'd all sensibly stayed at home towards the end of the game. <laughs> so it's only when someone came in that they told me it was 8-0. I, I nearly fell over. Although that may have been because I'd had a few to drink. No, it's nothing, so, wrong,
1: nothing wrong with that. It was Christmas. I mean, I'll, I'll
2: say for Torres, everyone was saying that Torres hadn't scored a game-breaking goal. You know, that he was always scoring big victories, late on, blah, blah, blah. In essence, he, he, he scored the game-breaking goal yeah. against Villa. Opened it up. <clears throat> you know, that, that was all. They didn't score, so we only needed to score one, and he scored it, effectively. Yeah. Mm.
0: Um, <clears throat> well, I, think he's, I think it's Villa, um, Arsenal away, and Sunderland away where he's actually kicked it off. But by and large, yeah, you know, it's it's the fifth in a 5-0 win or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. But, um... I'm just
2: trying to mount a very small...
0: <laughs> a moderate defence.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, well, or maybe just throw a few facts that might, you know, might give, commute give, it to life rather give, than just
0: plain hanging him. Give rise, give rise to a heated debate, so to speak. Um... So we went um, we went into the, the Christmas period looking in in reasonably good shape, um, having got back from Japan and not particularly expected to be so. Um, Norwich and Everton were were two sort of good gritty away wins. I saw little bits of both of them. Um, thought we'd be okay for the first one. The Everton game, I, I kind of assumed we were probably looking at a draw at best, but. You know, who knows, our record up there isn't particularly great over recent years. Um, anyone travel to either of those? I suspect not, given the um, Christmassy nature of them both.
3: No, I thought I'd be pushing my luck to book that one, so
0: I... Mm. No, um, I, I didn't uh,
3: actually see the Norwich game
0: at all. No. Anyone, anyone watch Norwich? I'd be fucked if I did. Personal. Yeah, I did, yeah. So, oh, alright,
3: excellent. Your thoughts? Was it not on TV then?
0: No, no, oh, I, I, I run, believe I, that... went, I went to the pub then there was the odd dodgy stream lurking around but um, you know there there was turkey to be dealt with and such like what was the score in that one One
3: One 1-0 1-0 yeah oh that's right that was a very good shot (laughs) Um, uh, yes no I mean excellent I mean both games um, you know we we could have struggled in Um, the fact we got six points from Everton when we went 1-0 down I feared the worst but I was quite encouraged by our spirit coming back it was like the old days Um, Mm. so um, to start you know Christmas off on Boxing Day with um, the Norwich game where they'd beaten um, big clubs like Manchester United I think didn't they beat United or was uh, it City
0: I, I, City they beat wasn't no they, it? They're oh. City thrashed them
3: actually well, I thought they won a big game and then and then against a minor club I think Arsenal they beat Arsenal <laughs> uh, so, that, so their home <laughs> record hasn't, hasn't been tragic this season no. so I, I thought they could have given us a stiff test because their form has picked up from the early days when they look like relegation certainties um, and to get a 1-0 win is very pleasing. Keep a clean sheet, win 1-0. You know, that's something that we haven't done too often in the recent past.
0: Yeah, Odele is obviously nipped down to the dressing room at some point and stiffened their resolve. But, um, yeah, no, a, a decent result, without question.
2: Um, we are, I think we are guilty, or could slip into, but being very self-aware and intelligent sort of chaps, we won't. We could slip into that sort of hindsight bias that you can get Um, where Aston Villa and Norwich now look like wins that we should have you know we would have been very upset had we not won there and it would have been embarrassing not to have done so because since we beat Villa 8-0 they then got tonked by various other pub teams and Norwich I think have lost the last three games or something until they won the cup game on the weekend Mm. so you look at that and you think well there wasn't much to beat them What we have to bear in mind, of course, is that Villa were coming off a 3-1 win against Liverpool and everyone thought their season was finally taking off. And so, although they were a very poor team and 8-0 didn't flatter us, going into that game, not everyone was assuming that we were going to taunt them because they'd just beaten Liverpool 3-1 the Sunday before. Mm. And as Mark says, Norwich, Norwich had... You know, had a reasonable season. Yes, they were winning a couple, losing a couple, but you know, they'd beaten, they uh, they won quite a few games at home. Their home record was decent, and the fact that they've fallen away over Christmas, you know, that doesn't necessarily make winning there on Boxing Day any less significant. I mean, from what I understand, it was a bit of a struggle. You know, one nil. It was that old thing of we get the goal and then we can't seem to it, kill it the was game a off. Off
0: the path, yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, so I think it is worth saying that while in terms of league position, neither Norwich nor Villa should give us a problem, they were both going into that game with a little more about them than it might look now looking back. Mm. Um, True. Conversely, of course, QPR weren't going into the game in anything other than shit order. (laughs) But we'll pass on.
0: But Such such is life. Such is life. Um, I I would just, I, I tweeted about this earlier, I would just like to draw folks' attention. Congratulations to Leonor Messi, who still hasn't scored against Chelsea on winning his fourth Ballon d'Or. But fuck me, the pictures of him, man. What is he wearing? I, d- I don't I know. know. I haven't seen it.
1: I've just. I, I've oh my God. Um, t- exactly. Oh my God. Well, I'll tell you what. Wearing what he's wearing there, he could be the next Doctor Who. D- it's honestly. It's a spotty it's a polka dot disaster it's a polka dot jacket with a polka polka dot bow tie um uh, the, bloody hell probably, I'm, co- I'm not... probably costs more than our monthly salaries put together yeah.
3: have you not got a jacket uh, like that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: that would explain why you're not any good at football
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the old left side right side of the brain thing yeah mm. is that right <laughs> it's, a, he it, it's probably, a shocker he, he, he a looks
0: shocker. like he looks like the, the shit one of the boy band they stick at the back I yeah think. Terrible. Anyway, I digress. Um, so, uh, yes, Norwich. Where were I? I lost the strand there. Um, yes, Norwich. Um, I, yeah, from what I saw of it, it, we were huffing and puffing a little bit. But you know, ultimately, it's it's a win. It's three points. Um, and given our, our our record over Christmas since um, since Jose's departure, really, I think it was the last perfect Christmas If you had was
1: 2004-2005, so... Isn't the mm. huff and puff um, uh, ethos what wins you championships? Isn't that what people keep saying, you know, the, the Man United go out and they don't play well. They, out a get, they grind out the result. and uh, So I was quite pleased to see us grind that one out and, of course, the uh, other grinding one out, which was against Everton. I was quite pleased that we, we, we did that. You know, I don't think anyone... You can't go to Norwich and say that's a given. That's like going to West Bromwich Albion and saying it's a given. Well, we've managed to lose two years on the trot up at the the Hawthorns. Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm quite pleased to see us managing to grind that out. It's not, it was something that patently was missing from the AVB days and, and from the first part of the season with Robbie as well. We didn't seem to be able to grind out a result. We were going to I was, fairly, to I was
2: fairly sure we were going to lose to Everton. Um and then, you know, the first half hour, it looked like an old uncertainty we lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we were fairly lucky that the... Uh,
0: we were shocking for, yeah, the first half hour. They, the
2: they, sh- they should have buried the game by half-time. Um, mm. well, you know, they're hitting the post and the, the chance they had. But I, I did... It was pleasing to see the way, they, bit by bit, they just eat their way back into the game. You know, that sort of, mm. you know, willingness to dig in and battle for it, which, you know, you have to have... and Which is there in the team, you know, the... They will have more calamities, I think, like QPR and you know our experiences in Europe and stuff. There will be more calamities like that, but I, th- I think the basic attitude of the team is not is not a problem. I think there's a you know mm-hmm. willingness to get in there and battle. Um, you know, yeah. crazy, crazy David was probably the one who put it about most. I thought Everton at the time where we were rocking, and I'm not commenting now about his positioning or his. Passing or anything, I don't feel qualified to do so. But he was at least, you know, once we sort of got over the initial shock, he He was was the guy who was. But he was also getting into physical contact with them, and you know, obviously, we were probably also fortunate that neither Morelles nor uh, Fellaini were playing that day. But you know, it still took a, a, a bit of a, you know, let's get in there and let's start at least making the tackles, at least you know, getting the shoulder in, and there was. You know, I thought he was quite well, useful in that he did that because you have to on days when it's not going your way, you have to at least you know they, they were they were smashing into us, you know, cleanly. I'm not, you know they were properly going about it and making sure we couldn't settle on the ball and everything. And it took a while, but certainly I thought Luis was one of the ones who realised that no, we have got to roll our sleeves up, and every time they've got the ball, someone has to get in their no, face. Good, you and know, the inter- and that the was
0: thing is is that having having watched. I watched, watched the Everton game on the web, and you know, so you, you get a reasonable picture of it. But I do, opinion is he is a player that divides opinion, there's no question mm. about that. And I, I think, you know, he's great fun to watch, he's great fun to have around. But, you know, is he ever going to have a natural position? Probably not. Um, but it was interesting to watch, and you, you're right, yeah, he, he put himself about their first goal Pinar's goal on you know 76 seconds or whatever it was Lewis he had his back to Lewis on the halfway line turned him broke away and, and you know headed to, headed towards goal. at the point where you know, he exchanged passes at the point where he actually hit the ball Lewis was, was 10 yards away from him having having lost the guy and that was you know, this is this is what frustrates me about him. Is that, is that the mistakes there, and he doesn't try and atone for it. it he, he kind of ambled back, and you know, oh well, you know, I'll catch up with him eventually. Oh bugger, he scored. Mm. Um, and I think the the oh, chance I'm... the chance they had where Yelovich um, again where they broke and Yelovich Yelovich's shot was tipped around the post by Czech. There's another one where he lost the ball. At, you know, kind of just around the halfway line. Boom. Off they went, and he, you know, he was nowhere to be seen when, when, it, when it came to sort of trying to win the ball back. I've,
1: I've, got, I've,
0: I've
1: got to jump in. You, I think I that's harsh. You can hear I've, the spluttering I've from I've got Bob. to say that is harsh <laughs> to, to blame the guy when he's no, playing no, in midfield. No, no, I'm simply
0: we saying that we can you see know, the goal
1: if, on the pitch, and it's Louise's fault in some way or another, and yet Mata no, 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 no. loses the ball quite. Plenty full of times, you know. I mean, I, I find that
0: he's meant to be the defensive linchpin and midfield in those in that game. Watch the two, watch watch that goal, and watch Yelovich's chance, and ask where you know. Watch Louise lose it, and ask what his natural position is meant to be as the as the hub of that midfield when those chances are taken.
1: Uh, I s- you know, I think he, I'm the, not being.
0: You know, I like the guy, and, and I'm, I think yeah, some of the criticism is harsh. But watch those two chances. My point being is that I've my my issue with him playing in midfield. Yeah, he looks fantastic. He sprays passes about. He gets stuck in, but against a, a team that have got a bit more smarts about them, he'll come unstuck and. I would wager that Harry Redknapp sat and watched that Everton game and knew exactly how to set about him because he was all over the place against QPR. Tarrat pulled him to pieces.
1: Uh, uh, and well, I suppose in his defence, that's not his position. He's he's a centre back, and that's where he's, so, you know, he so wants him to play. there? Um, be, yeah, well, um, I, there does seem got... to be a bit of an issue there, doesn't there? Because we 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 don't appear to be. Um, playing John Obi Mikel for whatever reason. I don't believe it's just Well, one his. was injury
2: and two, he's, he's now in...
1: He's he, good, he, he was, but I think so, he was available so, for the QPR game. Well, that's what I thought. I don't know whether he definitely he was available for the QPR game. I don't think he was injured for that. And, and it,
0: That kind of... It, Mikel, you know, it, it was what was missing from the QPR game was just someone to stick a foot on it in midfield. And but just we've, we've, we saw
1: similar with Mikel in the past. You know, he, he made mistakes and, you know, I think the, Louise's. Still, a fair bit younger, isn't he? The, or if he might be the equivalent it's age just, or whatever. But he's
0: twenty-five.
1: Yeah, I, I just think I I sit there next to people and I just think, oh, for, for God's sake, what you rather have there? Would you, you think some of the dunderheads we've had in that position in the past? Um, it's it's, it's yeah, not a question
0: of that. What I'm saying is, you know, we we pay twenty-five million quid for the bloke, and you know, as entertaining and as fantastic as he is, he makes a lot of mistakes, and that's not picking on him individually you know he, he, he fucks up an awful lot uh. and and part of the you know one of the many many time you know the many many times I've heard it you know well oh, let's play him in midfield well why do we want to you know we've got a centre back we've paid 25 million quid for he's played there for god knows how long why are we now starting to move in midfield and the number of times I heard the well he can do less damage there well fuck me that's not no, really but,
1: so I, 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 player, I, I, I still don't see it I mean when he was playing at centre back I don't think he was anywhere near as bad as I, people say I, I when we concede we we goals we concede goals no matter who we've got at, at centre back when John Terry's on the pitch we concede goals when it's Cahill and Ivanovic we concede goals when it's Cahill and Terry we concede goals when it was Terry and Gallas we did when it was Terry and Carvalho we did you know people will score goals against you because some of them are fucking good and other times players have lapses Concentration, it just seems to me that Louise is getting a little bit of the Mikelism that we used to get, so I diverted attention away from Mikel because he suddenly started to look pretty good and and, and Robbie seemed to have him nailed, and rafa doesn 't seem to like him or whatever okay so let 's turn our guns onto somebody else in the team i just I, 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 I don 't know whether other teams do other team 's fans do the same, but we seem to want to have a fall guy in the team so that we can blame them for the fact that we concede goals when actually our fucking goalkeeper's let us down or somebody else has let us down or, you know, God forbid, one matter loses the ball up the pitch and someone else goes on to score a goal and Reed and Hazard does. And that's happened times this season, you know. It just just seems to me... I'm not having a go at you, Johnny. I'm just saying that. It just sounds to me that people... Well, look, let's all concentrate on... You've got to be honest,
3: Tony. It is fair to say... Occasionally, no, I don't Luis think does have mental aberrations that yes. no other player seems to have since Peter Baroja.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, well, I, I am I'm actually going to sit here and disagree with that. Similar I hair, we've, perhaps? We've, I don't we, we, we've seen players lose the ball from time to time. We've, we, we, we are a team that gives the ball away unnecessarily from any position on the park. Yeah, Call them unforced errors. We do it constantly. Watch us play. We'll tippy-tap the ball. Boom, there goes the ball. Oh dear! It's gone to the other team. We did it against QPR. Yeah, we were trying to thread balls I, through I, bloody I, I you with know, you that, and I, understand I what you are
0: saying." I think the difference, if you, if you are playing in a defensive position, you know, matter giving a forward, forward giving the ball away for me is a different cat kettle fish. In the sense, they are tr- they are generally trying to make a riskier pass with less options. You know, they're trying to put a ball through a ball over the top or where you know wherever so, it's it's going. Okay. If you are in a defensive role, you need to, you're need you looking for the man with that outlet, so right. you may be... You
1: know. So, I think you said that Tarat got away from him. I can't remember who it was, whether it was Tarat or whether it was Sean wright Phillips or one one he of those... ran him ragged.
0: Tarat ran Louise
1: and ragged. And there was one point when Louise keep, keep ran going. back and made a tackle um, from behind... I don't know, I, I wouldn't say he ran him ragged, John.
2: No. I've no. been QPR for the first 45 minutes. I thought I was watching... I thought I was watching ice hockey at times. Like <laughs> It seemed that they were having a shift change. They'd get the ball over the halfway line and, you know, if there was an icing call in football, it was <laughs> going to be against QPR because all they did was they got over the halfway line, booted the ball down the other end of the pitch, back to, to Turnbull, turned round and went back to defend. Now, fine, that I'm not saying they shouldn't do that, but that's what they were doing. There, there was a period maybe for five or ten minutes where Taurat really got into the game but other than that uh, Taurat's job seemed to be get the ball boot it towards the corner flag but everyone go um, off and another team come I on t- or something t- t- I don't t- know t- but that's all t- I could see was going in mean, for 45 minutes the in the I first making,
1: half I, I sort of didn't, but there was a tackle that David Louise made it might have not been on Taurat I can't remember which player it was was utterly world class and not a mention of it anywhere he ran from behind and he timed his tackle to perfection to push the ball into touch it was fabulous to watch it was one of those moments that makes you stand up and go fuck me that is exactly the sort of tackle that you, and and you've got to get that exactly right.
0: that's that's what you want to see I, you know there were to be honest I think yeah, maybe we may watch him in the future but when he's going in for a ball like that I've generally got my Hand over my eyes. But that, so, you like, know, Carvalho used, used to do it, and there were moments we kind of got used to it, and he was generally okay with it. But I, I kind of recall it from the um, I think it was the Carling Cup final in two thousand and five, where we um, we were playing Liverpool, and Carvalho flew in to a tackle, and I was sitting with um, Pete, Pete Watts, you know, of of um, of the blog Parish, indeed, and for a moment we we just sat there go, oh Christ if this doesn't work we are in big big trouble we are we are ten men and you know an appalling national outrage as to what a terrible tackle it was and it was inch perfect and that's the way I feel about Luis is that yeah he does make brilliant tackles but there's moments where I'm saying oh Christ this is going to be terrible by and large it may be not you know yeah alright we may be being harsh on him but for me the, the, the issue is and I, I always felt this about um, Michael Essien in the sense where he got kind of bumped around the pitch and became a bit of a utility player that's fine but Louise is one of those those players he needs to learn the art of concentration he needs to learn a position and to stick with it and to start bouncing him around and putting him here and putting him there I, I just don't think it's doing us or him any favours I like the guy I'm not, I'm not anti him I don't want him kicked out I just think that he he needs a bit more discipline and he needs to be a bit more focused and I'm not sure whether shifting his roles around and putting him here and putting him there and sticking him in midfield and sticking him in defence is really going to help him.
2: Actually, um, mentioning Peter, I'd, we're sort of having a, a proper discussion and perhaps even washing dirty linen in public, but um, it does remind Peter Watts and, and washing has brought to mind the <laughs> question
3: of, of socks.
2: Peter Watts' socks. Now, I haven't tackled him about this because he's, he's he's obviously been away uh, on holiday or whatever, but uh, I, I will have to get to him about this. He tweeted that he, uh, in the Everton game, he said that he, he obviously didn't have his socks on when the game started, but he put them on during the game, his lucky socks. And we won. I aware now that there was a, an article of clothing that was vital to Chelsea's future progress, I asked him before the QPR game for a sock update and he said they were on now, you know they're meant to be the lucky socks what happened? Mm. I think we should be told, so I think that we'll have, to, we'll have to write as a body to Mr. Watts and ask him about his socks did he... Wa- I, I'm, the reason I'm asking is, did he wash them in between? Uh, because that may have been a mistake.
0: That. And remove the luckiness from yes. them. Yes.
2: Yes. I, I think we have to... Yeah, He's going to have to be tackled about his socks. But anyway, carry on. Fighting, the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think it's fine. I just... I, I, I... No, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite defensive <laughs> of David Lewis because I'd rather we add him than anybody else. I think he's a fabulous addition to the team who lights the football pitch up with some of his flair and, and, and whatever, and I'd rather oh, have he's, that. Yeah, he's some a, he's a kind of player Acker. you want to watch, yeah. there's
0: no question about that, but yeah. whether it's kind of the...
2: It's how many fingers you have in front of your eyes while you're watching him.
0: <laughs> I mean, I
3: would say he adds flair to football in the same way that um, Messi's jacket adds flair to tailoring.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that could well be... A, if that's an Yves Saint Laurent jacket, then, you know, that that's that, there it is. You know, each to his own. It's a personal tasting. I I, I like <laughs> players like that. I don't like players like Jukanovic and some of the shit we've had that have graced the, 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 the part before when people sat down and called well, he's steady, isn't he? Is he steady in the Norman Hunter? Kick him up in the fucking air, get a yellow card sort of way, you know? So... I'm a big fan of Louis, so I'm going. I'm going to defend him. I'm going to stick my neck out and say I'd much rather have him in centre back or the the the, the, not not the holding midfielder. I can't remember what they the phrase they use. Deep lying midfielder um, than than anybody else in the Premiership at the moment.
2: I have to say, Tony, that once I finished my um, my difficult second novel. I mean, some of you will be wondering where my first novel <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually writing the difficult second one first <laughs> to get it out of the way. But once I finish that, I will be writing uh, an in-depth study of just how vital and what a quality player Slavisa Yukanovic was and how <laughs> misunderstood he was. It'll be an
0: interesting pamphlet. Yes. If,
2: uh, there'll be... It'll be more than a pack. I think a small, a small, small postage stamp, a first yeah. day cover. But we're talking obviously. Leveson inquiry levels of, of pages here. <laughs> but that's for another day.
1: Absolutely.
0: Quite, quite. Um, well, we should we shall allow Tony to don his his well argued polka dot jacket for the <laughs> evening. Um, I think actually that, that needs that needs to be the um, the future reference point is yes. um, you know for, for for debates and arguments. The winner wears the polka dot jacket.
1: Polka dot jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Given, given
2: that is, is it being presented? In, it's the Ballon d'Or, so it's French. Perhaps. Oui. perhaps um it's Messi's nod to the other major, you know, sporting occasion in France, the Tour de France, and he's, you know, referring to himself as sort of king of the mountain. You know that sort of thing. Perhaps it's there. I don't know. I mean, well, maybe those
3: white dots are actually pills.
1: In. <laughs> oh, I see. I, see. Oh, I assume
3: the dots were red. I thought
2: no. it was a white suit with red dots. No, no, it's a red it, suit with white dots, is it? It's,
1: no, it's a black dark suit with white dots, which which, from, if, in, if you look at it just from a sideways, you could, say, you could say pearly king or you know, pearly king. Oh, I think they're that small. That could so be I'm a sign. More of a, I think it's a more sign. of a Billy
2: Smart's clown yeah. type big spots. No, on a, I think
1: it's a sign that he's on his way to London. Mm. I think, yeah, I think that that's a, a subliminal message to say, all right there, my old lovelies, I'm on oh, my way. It's going,
2: going to West Ham, <laughs> then. <laughs>
0: uh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> right. As ever, we've digressed. I can't remember exactly where we were. I suppose we've we were somewhere sort of around of around, around about the Christmas games. Um, I suppose we, we should... Actually, we, we're we're moving on to Evan. we We've we've gone to Everton. We've we've really we've dunked. I think we Q-t- should move on to the FA Cup now. The FA yes, Cup. You're right. And, and then
2: uh, and then we can have the, you know, the Torres Bar punch-up, physics or whatever
0: That's a first-round walkover, I would suggest. But we will we will leave it to, um, to, to, to democratic um, debate and so forth. Um, yeah. We will move on to Southampton. Um, Mark was there. A, a very pleasant little bit of footage on uh, on the blog this morning. Well done for that if you'd like to um, give us your thoughts on the game
3: well it's going to be difficult for me to separate my thoughts from Denver Bar Torres um, because I think Mm. really that is the focal point of the game I mean as I've said several times the, the last few games that we've played we have effectively played with 10 men and all we needed was a half decent striker up front to bring the team count up to 11 we, we didn't need a world beater we didn't need a maradona who could run the ball from just inside his own half and beat five men and touch the ball past the goalkeeper to win a world cup game against england we didn't need someone of that brilliance we just needed someone half decent and i actually think having watched Denver Barr down at southampton he is a half decent striker you know he's probably not a drogba It's easy to jump to the conclusion that if you're black and you're big, you're you're a drogba, which I think everybody sort of thought about Lukaku. He's just an ordinary, half-decent striker who actually manages to get into a position of maximum opportunity, as using old-style football parlance. Charles Reap. All he had to do was get in the box... And with our bunch of performing midgets in midfield always creating chances, if you're in the box, the chances are you will score.
0: You're going to get a pop, yeah.
3: And he got two chances, and he just stuck his foot on the end of it, and they went in the net. And, you know, that's all he had to do. That's all Torres has had to do, and he's incapable of doing it. He always makes runs in the wrong direction. Half the time he's out on the wing, standing next to one of our wingers, looking at each other, wondering who should we pass into. And in addition to the two goals, he also had another chance where the ball was floated across and he headed down at the near post and and it could easily have been a goal. And you could actually look at our wingers and and they were thinking, you know what, it's actually worthwhile us putting a cross into the box now. There's someone who is is likely to move into the right position and jump and try and out-jump the defender. I I don't know if he's banned from... um, the Carling Cup. I'm sure he played for Newcastle in that. So we don't have him for the Carling Cup and we don't have him for the Europa League. Yeah, exactly. I think
2: it's only one, it's only the Europa that he's out for. Oh, really? I believe he's available for the Carling Cup. Oh, well, actually. Oh, sorry, the Capital One Cup.
3: Yes. Well, um, if you can play for that. I mean, I thought the rotation system was going to be fairly simple for Benitez. That Torres would play in the Carling Cup and the Europa League and Barr would play in the... Um, Definitely. If you can play the three games remaining in the Capital One Cup subject to winning at Swansea then all the better and we'll play the rest of the season with 11 men and it's just amazing what you can get for 7 million quid plus yes. agent fees um, compared to 50 million quid and which I'm sure there were some agent fees there as well.
0: Just a few yeah.
2: And I, I, uh, The Inestimable Sid Celery has uh, directed our attention to a a Piece, I think it's who com, one of these sites or whatever. They've got a, um, a table up. Um, oh, it's actually also appears on the ESPN thing. There's a table, a comparison between Barr and Torres in the Premier League 2012 to 13, and um, it has a nice little picture of each of them. And it tells us they've had 20 appearances each. Bar scored thirteen goals, no assists. Torres seven goals, one assist. Shots per game: Bar has four point five shots per game. Torres two point four. Ademba Bar's conversion rate is fourteen point six, whereas Torres is fourteen point nine. Shot accuracy: forty one percent for Bar, forty eight percent for Torres. Touches per shot: eight point seven Bar, fifteen Torres. Ooh. It gives. It gives. Torres a higher rating seven point one three than Denver bar seven point one one what genius has worked this out i don't know <laughs> but you know a forty one percent shot accuracy if you're taking <laughs> if you're taking 4.5 shots per game, is always going to score you more goals than 46% or 50 or 55% shot accuracy. If you're only taking 2.4 shots
3: yeah. per game. O- over what time period was that? This is over 20, 20, 20 games. 12, 20, 12, of this season? 13, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Obviously, he's playing for Newcastle. He's playing for Newcastle Sorry. that are, f- are facing relegation now. Mm-hmm. So um, he's managed to get um, his goals twice as many as Torres. In a team that's struggling to find form and just above the bottom three,
0: let's be honest, it's compared uh, to Torres, Torres, creativity he's in, either. You know, he's, but, uh, he's, uh,
3: it's just, a field of world class um,
2: people, but isn't by it interesting how you can misuse statistics, you know, or, or not even misuse them, but just, you know, baldly put them down without any context to them? And, and, you know, a conversion rate of 14 when you're only taking two and a half shots compared to a conversion rate of 14 when you're taking 4.5. You know, just and you can still give Torres the higher rating because, you know, he's got point, what's it, higher conversion rate. It's how many shots he's taken in the game, surely, that's going to make the difference. And if you're taking 15 touches per shot, as opposed to eight, you're going to get tackled more often, which is, of course, what happens to Torres all the time. He gets the ball taken off him with sickening regularity. Yes, absolutely but
1: there you go statistical
0: corner there well done thank
2: you um, well yes well we haven't regressed to the mean for a while so I thought we'd I excellent
0: point excellent point um, as, away from the, um, the torres Denver debate which I'm sure we will we will probably touch on again at some point um, it look, actually it looked like our um, our away support um, down at St Mary's was um, was on very very good form as far yeah as that was as I excellent
3: said. I mean um, yeah, you know, we had the whole of one end of the ground. It was five or five thousand people, I guess. Um, yes, yeah. there were quite a few empty seats up the other end um, in the Southampton end. It was it was full down the sides, but it was good. I mean, um, the support was good. You know, we went um, one 0 down as as usual. Everyone got a bit panicky. The anti-Benitez songs came out. A few flares got lit, and then we scored five goals. I mean, five one away, even though Southampton are a struggling team is impressive. I mean, Everton are only winning 4-1 at Cheltenham, mm. you know. Southampton, I, yeah, but, at least in the Premier League. But
2: Liverpool, you know, they, they were good winning 2-1 at, was it Macclesfield or Mansfield or Mansfield something? So, yeah. Mansfield, yeah. So, you know, I think that put our 5-1 win into context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a much tougher game.
0: Quite, quite.
2: And uh, I, I, does any, can anyone support the rumours that uh, Suarez is leaving Liverpool and I believe he's going to play Gaelic football for Cork. Yeah. We'll see with the hand passes.
1: <laughs> He'll just... be
2: turning out in the in the All Ireland final by any by all accounts. If Cork do well this year, anyway, we'll see.
0: Yeah, some uh, some wag on my Twitter feed noted I ordered a pair of Luis Suarez Adidas boots off uh, off the internet, and the bastard sent me a pair of gloves. <laughs> 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 I have to say, a, a controversial. Controversial incident it was. I have to say, having watched it, he doesn't particularly do himself any favours because he always looks like he, that. That celebration does so like he kisses his hand, which, in the circumstances, doesn't really help you. But it bounced. It bounced up. I don't think he moved his hand towards the ball. I think it bounced off it, his hand. That was that. Gets the goal. And you know, as as has been pointed out in any number of places, you know, it's not for him to. You know, he. We, we don't particularly like the bloke. It's not for him to referee the game.
2: No. I, I, I haven't seen it. I was just using it, obviously, for a cheap joke. But
0: um, <laughs> Sorry, I, and I had to dive in with a load of pathetic analysis. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh,
2: apparently, John Champion, I didn't hear this, on ESPN. He called him a cheat, meeting, or called him a cheat, and he's been reprimanded, apparently, mm. um, by ESPN for expressing... Expressing a view, which some people have said, well, just shows you how far it's gone to being a product, you know, that's been presented to us. Mm. And whether you agree with Champion or not,
1: you it's know, just he's a commentator.
2: He's, you know, it's, you, you can't be seen to, to, well, you can be seen, obviously, to criticize some people at certain times, but not on other occasions. I'm not sure what the, you know they they sometimes lamb based players don't they and and lay into them as a whole media set lamb,
0: lamb just, based lamb based
3: yes
2: is that, um, you, is that a is food meat for lamb, lamb yes yeah. my, my,
3: my, my <laughs> roast dinner was lamb based
2: <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. or,
3: <laughs> <laughs> i, sorry, I much, no, sorry. i've been asked to lamb baste the lamb but it's, um, <laughs> lambast i should <laughs> <apologize>. <laughs>
2: it's my constant struggle not to sound like a northerner that uh, forces me down that road sometimes. Oh dear! No. Yes, lambasted. That's more like it.
0: Quite, quite. Um, <laughs> it, it, it looked like um, good support. Some of the, the Southampton fans were terribly upset about the um, smoke bombs, not flares. We should, we should know. Um, and uh, our, our awful away support, and what, what, a, what a terrible bunch we were, and um, you know, making an awful racket. and Throwing things and all that kind of stuff. If uh, they're
3: smoking on the terraces, they should have tried going into the toilets the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's. Um, I mean, I'm United understand.
3: United came down and let flares off
2: at Stanford Bridge, and there wasn't all this huffing and puffing in general mm. going on that you're seeing, you know, about this whole thing. I, I agree that it will probably end in tears for some set of fans or another. Um, but. Um,
0: well, if we get. If we get Britain, almost think it's only what they're doing it. If we get Brentford in the next round of the cup and they let a flare off on that little terrace which holds about nine hundred people, it's going to be awfully awfully smoky in there. But um, yeah, I did, but else, elsewhere amongst the um, the Southampton fan base, we were we were credited having amongst the best away support they've seen down there. So you mm. know, horses for courses and all that. Um, so this yeah, this gives us a um, a fourth round tie against away against either Brentford or Southampton, which um, either way that's that's. Um, that's, that's your nice nice little cup tie there for the weekend of the twenty sixth and the twenty seventh.
2: Should it be Roots Hall, we will of course be revisiting um, the ground where the only Chelsea manager to ever have a hundred percent record, established said record, One R. Wilkins. Didn't he? he? He was in interim charge when we played South End a couple of seasons ago in the Cup. I thought
3: that was uh, I thought that was against Watford actually, his game.
2: I thought it was South End. Have I got that wrong? God, I'm not having a very good evening. <laughs> well, I remember I'm, saying I'm basting <laughs> instead of basting, and now I'm I'm in South End instead of Watford. I should oh, look that please. up. Oh, God.
3: Carry on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will forget that then. But it'll be nice to go back there because we did play there a couple of seasons ago, didn't we? And won.
3: Yeah.
2: It's always nice to go to South End. No one's talking because everyone's waiting for the don't <laughs> No,
1: everyone's trying to Google what game it was, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't
0: we win the
2: cup that year, I believe?
0: Uh, so, I,
1: uh, probably.
0: As, as far as I can recall, I've just had on again because I've been coughing and forgotten to take it off, so I've, I've made a load of really salient points, obviously. Really? Um, I'm, I'm you obviously missed them. Um, it was 2009 mm-hmm. um, when we played them with Scolari and the, the only reason I remember it was one of his last games in charge because we drew he brought Joe Cole on and Joe Cole uh, and I, I was in the midst of my turning against Joe Cole phase because he was just a stupid unfit little tosser who thought he was clever um, he was on, he'd literally been on for about 15 minutes made about three different runs and at one point uh, you know a, a end player chugged past him and he literally had his hands on his knees puffing it's like well hang on a minute you, you clearly aren't quite fit enough aren't you um, but yeah no, I, th- I think Mark's right I think Watford was um, it was, indeed, was it Watford? Was oh, Watford Uncle Ray's only fifth, um, um,
1: he was a Chelsea's caretaker manager for the fifth round FA Cup tie with Watford a game mm. we won 3-1 oh, through 3-1 a 1- Nicholas and Elga, an El- <laughs> Elga hat trick which uh, I'm afraid, oh. it, uh, afraid does banish you somewhat to the naughty step. This just so terrible. <laughs> T- tell me this
2: then: who was in charge for the game at South End?
1: Scalari was still
0: in charge.
2: Was he? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah,
0: definitely. I'm having
2: uh, shocking.
0: It's it's Alzheimer's. getting old.
2: Memories going. <laughs> I thought that was Uncle Ray. Well, I'm not so keen on going back there now. Then I thought that was <laughs> Ray's finest hour. <laughs> By the way, um, I don't know because I obviously missed it. Um, either on the t- it was probably either on one of the uh, Sky channels or perhaps it was on the radio and I missed on Radio Five Live or talk. what? Uh, what day at the weekend did, did they have the um, the FA Cup magic of the FA Cup special, which featured the uh, the team with the finest FA Cup record in modern history? Did, did anyone pick that one up? There must have been one, surely. A, t- a team that's won the cup so many times in so few years. It well, surely did not go unremarked, did it?
0: I, I imagine it probably did, because we're four and six now, aren't we?
2: Yeah, four and six. That, that would have been at least a week's worth of five live specials if it was Man United or Liverpool. I, I know I'm sounding bitter. but <laughs> You know, other yep. than the game when Chelsea are playing, you rarely hear it mentioned. Mm. I was listening yesterday afternoon. They kept mentioning the highlights of the draw. You know, as they were commentating on another game. And at no point did anyone say, Well, you know, one of the highlight let's see where the holders are, who they've got. Never mentioned. No. I never mentioned.
1: Totally agree. Not not. You know, not, four not, wins
2: nothing. in six years. Believe me, if that was Mr. Wenger or Mr. Ferguson or someone from of the many from Liverpool, we'd never hear the end of the day to have that annoying twats from Northern Ireland and the other annoying Northern twat and quite a lot of the other <laughs> annoying twats that they've got on various radio stations, they'd all be, have one of their special nights, you know, where they'd have the invited audience and they'd all be going over, you know, each game in detail and their memories and all that. You know the magic of the yeah. cup. the magic of the cup is that there is one team in this country who's managed to win it four times in six, six years. years.
3: <laughs> now, the only statistic they're interested in us is the number of managers,
0: not the number of trophies. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. indeed. Which is certainly you know, more than four in six years. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> that is that, that cup is magical because it can always find its way back to Stamford Bridge wherever they try and hide it.
1: <laughs> 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 Mickey
2: the magic cup. Yeah.
1: It keeps coming
0: it's back. It's a very valid point. Well, we were in terms of the magic of the FA Cup. We've seen I've seen numerous sort of message board discussions and threads about the good old days and um, and your your favourite FA Cup. And we'll have to do that when we get a, a bit nearer the final. And hopefully we're still sort involved. Of Obviously, if we're not, then we'll, we won't bother with it. Um, It'll but, be a long
2: program because there are so many now to choose.
0: From. Well, we, yeah, exactly. We've got lots, but. Um, you know, your favourite Chelsea FA Cup final, your favourite non-Chelsea FA Cup final, all that kind of stuff. We can get onto that, as and when. Um, but yeah, yeah the, you I know, the whole... The last
2: time Wanderers won. It, uh, <laughs> was it the Royal Engineers? I can't remember. I <laughs> don't <of them>
0: <laughs> Back in... day. <dear. laughs> uh, <laughs> now, um, we should touch upon the Frank Lampard situation. Um, there has been an awful lot of uh, rumour counter-rumour statements by agents and chatterings to, to media outlets and so forth I, no one really seems to know what's going on but I think today as far as I can see there, there has been a, a fairly definitive Lampard is getting a new contract utterance where this is exactly where this has come from I do not know because I don't know who to trust anymore it's in been terms of
1: it I think you'll find Oh really? I I think there's been a a kind of an official Steve Cutner, and I had to say that carefully. um, Statement last night. This is uh, as supplementary to his uh, alleged statement to the Italian press, which said he's not going to get one. Uh, he's not going to get one and I think you probably look at Martin Lipton in the mirror and that go to mirror football they've, they've got it quite clearly in there but I think it's in the Telegraph as well um, that uh, they, they, he's now come out and said he has had it from the executives at Chelsea that Frank Lampard will not be offered a contract beyond June Right. Okay. And that seems to be all over the place. So that seems to be the latest. And uh, uh, Lipton's gone with a, a, a kind of back page spread on it. Sam Wallace in the Indies um, picked up on it as well. Um, and uh, so it does seem to be now that is the latest position. That's, yeah, that's. Uh... And it's certainly superseded any Cutler's first alleged one. And then he kind of retracted that and said, No, no, I never said that to the Italian press. Um, but it does look like, um, yeah. That, that, that And event. basically,
2: they're saying what we we said on the on the podding shed before Christmas, which is that they this all goes back to the AVB situation, and you know but I that think seems to be being offered think, as, as the I think that's what's reasoning, happening. isn't it? Is that you know, I, and I think next season, if he lasts that long, you'll find that John Terry will be invited to. Uh, Ceremonially switch the light out and close the door on that particular dressing well, room. Era, yeah. 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 So, I that's I,
0: I don't Spit it right, out, man! <laughs> <laughs> ah, around around Abramovich per se, it doesn't matter what on what matter it is, whether it's new ground player contracts or whatever. This this cult has been sort of built up in terms of. What 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 Roman Abramovich you know Roman Abramovich's influence over the club and what he's saying now the V S Boas thing you know has he really all of a sudden picked out one manager that he felt the team didn't back and, and um, taken revenge on those players that didn't yeah. back him? I, I
2: don't I, I don't think, think it's revenge doesn't... I don't I wouldn't personalise it that way but I just no, think, but uh, I've seen, I've I think seen... it was the last time the last time that you know. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, that Seems why didn't happen after Scolari, why didn't happen after Gran or whatever, but I think the Scolari situation happened, and I think perhaps it was generally accepted that he wasn't the man for the job. I think...
0: Well, Scolari was Kenyon's boy. Was, he was, he was
2: Kenyon's yeah.
1: choice, very and, much so.
2: Yeah, and so that failed, but so there's no one there who'd backed Scolari. There are still people there who, who must have backed AVB. Obviously, Ancelotti didn't have trouble with the dressing room. Um, Di Matteo didn't have trouble with the dressing room. So It was, it was the ballroom, they had trouble. With. Yeah. yeah. So so AVB was... Although people talk about this, you know, dress, strong dressing room and havoc it wreaked, it, it didn't really wreak havoc ever, other than Scolari, they realised very early on, didn't really have it. And, and, you know, hence what happened, happened. But I think AVB, I think an awful lot of people in that club at a certain level had invested a lot in getting him in and it was all going to be the new dawn and you know I, I just think the fact that they went and then won the Champions League you know under De Matteo was probably you know we all love the club you know it's all in our bones and, and blah 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 but there's a lot of people in, in the higher echelons of that club you know it's, it's their personal gravy train isn't it and some of them were made to look rather foolish I think by the whole AVB carry on particularly when we then went and won the Champions League which should have been won under AVB playing exciting expansive football but was in fact won under Di Matteo with a all hands to the pump and uh, oh, a dogged rearguard defense yeah, almost QPR like you know, <laughs> defensive capabilities so you know I I, I wouldn't underestimate the fact that you know the, not, not that it's it's a, a revenge or anything but I, th- I think I think perhaps
1: um, you know I, I, think-
2: I, I don't read Martin Lipton or I don't read the Daily Mirror a lot, but I don't he seems to be more right more often than he's wrong Yeah, you know and I
1: think so there's, I don't think it was a re- you know I think the, re- the revenge thing is um, it's not so much that I just think that um, you know the the the, the, the it seems to be a consensus that Abramovich went down to sack AVB, and then once that was done, took the players and said to them, you've made me look a fucking idiot, yeah, because I put a lot of faith in this, and not just singled out certain players. I just think perhaps the Mourinho core, uh, that was their cards marked at that point. But, you know, it, listen, yeah. it, if, it,
0: if it's that environment and the, the owners got in and said, you you've made me look a fool your cards are marked I, I'm sorry but in the unlikely event of that happening which which modern footballer is not going to get
1: on the phone to his agent and go get me the fuck At, out of here absolutely <laughs> I just you know I just going to say look, you know I've, I think Frank Lampard is the, the best midfielder we've ever had in in that position uh, you know you He's can't best argue player with we've ever had. Yeah. It's a bit strange you say that actually
3: because I, I put that on the um, blog the other day You were questioned, questioned, weren't you? Most people questioned it. I mean, I couldn't believe it.
1: No, uh, yeah, I think what they're saying, they're probably looking at it in terms of skill. You know, he's probably not most skillful. We've had probably more skillful, more flair players or whatever. But, you know, on a results basis, on a um, bang for your buck kind of return, or to put it into perhaps um, some accountancy, a return on investment, he has been by far and away the best midfielder probably the best player we've ever had um, in that sense I'd still put I'd still vote Drogba in front of him and possibly Zola but um, that's just personal preferences or whatever I think on the Lampard thing I don't think the club are being unfair to him I think the club have kept their mouth shut completely on this they've not ever they've never talked about negotiations with players in public um, and they're not doing it now I think a player comes to the end of his contract what are they supposed to do are they supposed to announce it now? Say, well, actually, yeah, you're right, he's going. Or do they just? Before we know, they've had a word with I, Frank. I think no, much. I understand You've what you're saying. I job. think the
0: this is this is where we we struggle because of the the, the the managerial turnover. Because you know, if you if you look at Ferguson or someone like that, Wenger less so because he's a he's a bit of a slippery fish, and I think their their approach to player contracts is. I don't think it's actually handled that well. I think you know they they sort of shuffle around and you know questions get asked and well of course we want so and so to stay but they obviously have a wage structure and they obviously have a, something that they stick to but if if, if a hack says to Ferguson I'm, I appreciate I'm generalising here but if a hack says to Ferguson what's happening about Ryan Giggs at the end of the season Ferguson's fairly genuine. It, also, in the sense, he's probably actually more involved in the process than our managers yeah, are. Absolutely. That he'll say, "Well, you know, we're rolling on fine and very happy." Ryan, we'll sit down at the end of the season and we'll work out what we're going to do. There's, there's none of that. Chelsea, like you say, it's absolutely silent. Now, by and large, that works. And with Drogba last season, and I think we also have to look at the fact we're probably in, in a situation now where it's been a while since we've had sort of a legendary player leave. Zola was probably the last one I can remember. There's been good players who've left and we've, you know, we've doffed our caps and said thanks very much. But, you know, the last time a real legend left, throw that open briefly. Drogba. Drogba. Drogba, yeah, no, but before before Drogba. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, the before last that, time a
0: real yeah. legend left. You, you, obviously, Dennis, Dennis Wise, Wise leaving. Dennis Wise, but I think people were kind of understanding that the team had to move on and Mm -hmm. he was it's it's entirely subjective i appreciate that Mm -hmm. drogba leaving we all pretty much knew that he was going to leave at the end of the season Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's also about the ending when drogba stepped up and and adjusted his socks and make sure he looked damn fucking good to 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 seal the biggest night in the club's history that was the perfect ending, we all knew that was the end, we were all happy that that, well not happy yeah. but we were all understanding that that was the end mm. that was it Frank, I think people are sort of struggling with the concept that it's sort of twofold in the sense that you know it will be utterly horrible it, you know if he gets 201 goals or whatever it happens to be and we've got one game to go and we know he's leaving and everyone desperately wants him to seal that yeah. goal you know, to, to seal it and to leave, you know, maybe, you know, maybe with, you know, an FA Cup, another FA Cup medal under his belt, maybe a, a Europa League medal, whatever it happens to be. It feels like it's just going to fizzle out and it's going to be this sort of prolonged farewell tour that every ground every ground we go to, he's going to wave to the, the away fans and every game at the bridge, he's going to, give everyone the clap all around the ground and it's just going to finish and it sort of doesn't seem right
2: mm. for but the, po- the, the problem stage. is you know what did, what did he want out of this and you know some people have pointed out there was a whole you know dance that went on last time he was renewing his contract you know and, and I mean I, I'm not sure which side of the fence I'm sitting on but I'm sitting on the fence um he certainly, or his people, are certainly adept at playing, you know, knowing the player, you know, uh, uh, his, his stature in the club, etc. They, they are yeah. adept at, at, at doing this. They did it in the last set of negotiations, which went on for ages and had this sort of constant leaking going on. You know, as you said, it would have been much better if both the club and Frank Lampard had said, you know, we're not making any comment on any of this until, you know... Uh, a point towards the end of the season or whatever, you know, and, and just left it, but there's all this sort of sign him up. Oh, we want to stay, but you know, he's on some ridiculous amount of money that they've, because of the way the contracts have worked, have worked out. He's on a very, very high contract and mm-hmm. the club have got this policy of you get one year and that's it. And they obviously only want to pay him a lot less. He, you know, quite rightly wants to maximize, maximize his earnings. He's, Could well be getting offers from the US Uh, and places like that,
0: Far East, wherever it happens.
2: You know, and and so I think between the two of them, they're sort of creating this mess because it's always going to be like this when older players are coming to the end of their contracts because they only get the option of a one-year extension, and that's it. Mm. And there is, you know, they've put their, you know, drawn the line in the sand or whatever it is you do in these. And I cliche-ridden ways, and and you know we'll have to wait and see. It's all like you say. It's all going to play out messily from now till the end of the season.
0: <laughs> I think it's um, the other thing that that strikes me. Drogba, f- for all of you know, all of the good he did at the club, I think he was always he was always sort of linked with big games in the sense that you know if it was a final, you you mm-hmm. got a goal out of him. You knew you were going to get a goal out of him. It was the day to the criticism of Drogba, which you know often. Was 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 a fair point. I think sometimes maybe it was he was harshly judged on sort of the day to day meat and potatoes, you know, away win to Bolton in in February kind of games. But I think with Lampard, it's it's the it's the sense of the unknown in the sense that he's just been that massively dependable presence for a mm. decade. Who's just you know you know that you look at the t- you, for the last 10 years we've looked at a team sheet wherever we are it doesn't matter if it's away to barcelona or at you know a, a home to wigan on a, on a wet tuesday night or whatever it happens to be you know you've had that dependable presence you know there's a goal there and i think there's there's a degree of uncertainty it's like you know with with terry as well i think frank and jt are the ones which It's it's a real issue for for people to see them go, or certainly to see Frank go, and it will be when Terry goes. Is where's that dependability? Where's that reliable? You know, even if they're not spectacular, you know you are going to get a seven or eight out of ten performance from them. They're just going to plug away. They might get a goal. They'll drag you through.
2: Well, I think I think they've just missed. The decision has been made. Yeah, the decision has been made that they're they're going to they're going to go into that unknown. Um, and you know I I don't think they're going to something may happen there may be some sort of one year contract agreed but it looks very unlikely Mm. now with what's being said and I, I just think that they if Benitez is the interim manager they want to be able to tell the man who's coming in that you know there is a dressing room there that is you know there for him to control I say him because it won't be a her. I think we can be fairly sure of that at the moment. Um, you know, that there will be a dressing room for them to, to impose their will on. Um, because it, I don't know, when all these guys get together and at their coaching conferences and so on, what effect has the AVB story had on people? You know, I'm not saying that he wasn't blameless. I'm not saying that it was the players' fault at all. But mm. you know the way these things play out once they've happened, the myth that occurs, you know, particularly if ABB does well at Tottenham this season, um, you know, the myth will the myth will start to percolate that he was actually going to do the job at Chelsea. These players got in his way, and you know, mm. people are happy to stoke that sort of view if it helps them these people like Frank Lampard out the door because I'm fairly sure that that's what they want to do they, they're they happy that they can buy players to replace these players
0: yeah that's the thing I think you know we, the, the scouting yeah. aspect is, is coming up quite well you know we're picking up the players like Oscar and you know whoever but
2: you can't replace the bond that that whole set had but you know you're now talking about John Terry in the last year of his contract next season Lampard comes in of his you know they're, they're older players that they're, they've got their injury problems and so on and so forth. You know, But a lot of people would say, well, there's no point investing vast amounts. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm. It, this is generalising to a point, but I also think there is just, and to, it sort of reiterates the point I've just made, I think in terms of Frank, there's an element of you can't let him go because of what he's done. Well, actually, if you're being ruthless and, and entirely business-like about it. It's not about what he's done, as fantastic <laughs> though it is. And, you know, let's be honest, he's been very, very well rewarded for what he's done. Mm. It's about what he offers for the future. And if someone somewhere with, you know, presumably more knowledge than the rest of us looks at it and says, actually, you know what? It may be time to move on.
2: Mm. But I think what's what, what's hurting people is that they wanted it to be I think, as you're referring to that, that he was happy to go. The club were happy for him to go, and it was the fair thing, this yeah. progress towards you know the the light, you know. And as a filmmaker of Mark's quality, will know, you know, that final fade at the end. Um,
0: quite, quite. Um, I would interrupt there for a moment. Never let it be said that we are not mindful of um, you know family issues and so forth. Tone, do
1: you need to go? I'm probably okay for another five minutes. um, Excellent. For for our um, vast listenership, Um, (laughs) I'm I'm Taxi Dad tonight picking my youngest daughter up from her current boyfriend. He's just, you can't hear it because he's muted the sound, but he's just soaring another half an inch off his shotgun. (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh, He's a Portsmouth Portsmouth fan, so um, I've, I've got a degree of sympathy with him, really. <laughs> um but yeah so I uh, know I'm fine for the minute and and uh just add my tuppence in about Frank Lampard. Fabulous player, legend at the club. I don't agree with retiring the number eight shirt. I think we did it for Zola, oh. maybe as a one-off. But uh, nonsense to that. It's silly. Yeah, man. I think it's just a little bit of sentimental pap, really. That one. Um, I think I don't think the club have done anything wrong yet. I don't think the club have ever come out really and said um, we won't t- t- talk about this, or you know things are going on and it's nothing to do with anybody else. Uh, I think. Frank has been very clever at the way he's played the press in the past. He certainly, a few things leaked out during the AVB crisis that could only have probably come from him or his agent. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, so. I think he's he's not quite as uh, the the innocent party as people make out. Uh, I think it would be a shame. I'd like to see him do a g- gigs and Skulls kind of role and, and have a manager that sat him down and said, you know, you're going to get 20 games a season. Uh, I will not play you three times a week, blah-de-blah. I don't think... Just an Martin example. Ex- yeah, Mar- reading Martin Just Lipton's... An
0: example to the other player, you know, the yeah. younger kids. Yeah.
1: Great to have him there. Absolutely. Uh, reading Martin Lipton's um, article earlier on, um, it was fairly clear that he's not interested in that. He wants to play... Week in, week yeah. out, and I think it, there's it, there's a little bit of me that says that there's a little bit of the the the, the, the boxer who maybe goes on too far, you know. We just to try and colour this particular part of the story in. John Terry was injured against Liverpool, I think it was, yeah. Went off and was, you know, oh my god, it's going to be this could be terrible, and then we're told he'll be back in three weeks. That was some six weeks ago now. Okay. Still no sign of him turning up or whatever, and one wonders whether or not there's Benitez has gone in there and said, "You know what? I'll be the one who decides when you're fit, not you." Okay. And mm. I think with Frank Lampard, I wonder whether there's something in there that he's saying, "I can carry on like the boxer that goes on." Oh, you know, I'm still a contender. I could, I can still fight. I can still do this. And actually. You're 35 next birthday, Frank. You're going to take longer to recover from games. You're going—I don't care how. Yeah, big you are, the
0: injuries,
1: the and injuries, and that stuff. sort of thing. And I think if, if, if perhaps, I, I can't say, but if he, if his agent was worth any kind of. um money or whatever, I think he would have probably approached the club and said, you know what Frank is willing to do with one-year rolling contract and we'll talk about salaries, but he wants to see his career out here with a view to getting on the coaching staff or something like that. I'm pretty sure you'd have had to have been a pretty cold, callous, completely business-like board to say, no, that's no good. Yeah, it, mm. it seems to me that there a, there would have there was a compromise that maybe hasn't even been tried here. And they, therefore, the club have said, "Well, you know, we'll let you go. You're a commodity. You're a a product. A product that's it
0: doesn't. Actually, yeah. It doesn't. Feel, it, it, that's the thing. I think ultimately, what will come out of this is it doesn't particularly feel right. And I, this is also where I think Benitez is is kind of a useful tool for the for the board in the sense that if he just drops in a a comment that, oh, you know, well, I don't think Lampard will be here next season." all the ire it doesn't get directed as benitez as such I think the fans no. are a bit smarter than that but you know all yeah. the ire comes out but it's the news has been delivered by someone who people don't like anyway yeah so it's a, it doesn't matter you know it, it, you know whatever he says you know if he, if he said well fuck Frank Lampard I don't really care if he's here or not next year or well as far as I'm aware you know there's been no discussions about it it doesn't matter what he says hmm
1: No, I I think you're right. I think it it, it doesn't matter. I mean, It's almost like they could say to Benitez, you're here to deliver this bad news. Who cares you ain't going to be in next year? Mm It's a big pile of money. As I I said
2: on the blog, I tend to think that Benitez was just being smart and making sure that this was one running sore that wasn't going to be down to him. And he made it clear that his understanding was Frank Lampard and Ashley Cole would be going because he didn't want to be... You know, If he decides to rest... Lampard for a couple of games, or there's any, you know, anything that could be interpreted as him falling out with Lampard. He wanted that off the table straight away. Oh, exactly. If he was doing anything oh, with, I- out with Lampard, it was for football reasons. The contract was nothing to do with him because hmm. Lampard was going. And I think it was, although it probably maybe the club didn't want to hear that, or maybe they were quite happy for him to do it because it then got it out in the open. I don't know. But
0: well, uh, listen, I, I don't, you know. I, whether the board are, are that sort of you know Machiavellian and far-sighted or not, I don't know. Did did they think, oh, we will employ a manager who's going to be unpopular, so he can deliver bad news? Probably not. Is it a very handy side you know side benefit of of the manager they've taken on who is available? Yeah, probably is. You know, I don't. I don't think it's as Machiavellian as to suggest that they they took him on because he was. The oh, man no, no, I don't for think the that, bad no, news. No, but it's no, probably it's quite. Nothing. Yeah, it's probably quite handy that mm-hmm. he's the man who says it, so you know people. Whilst they don't blame him for it, they associate Benitez's as when Frank Lampard left and Ashley <laughs> Cole left, or whatever. I don't know, but only time to tell.
2: Can I just say because we're probably going to f- have to finish very soon? I, I think it's just worth. uh pointing something out that's got nothing to do with this at all, but probably is more of a sort of public information service. And that is that, having looked at who voted for who on this uh, FIFA Ballon d'Or, it's fairly obvious to me now that the Captain of Wales, whose name I shall come back to in a moment, obviously uh, got two bits of paper mixed up, because he was at one point writing down the three people he'd most like to kill. And he was also (laughs) filling in uh, a form for the Ballon d'Or, and they've obviously got crossed, because Ashley Williams apparently voted for Robin van Persie in third place in the Ballon d'Or, which, of course, <laughs> is the bloke that he, he actually went out to kill the other week. He,
0: uh, yeah, he mercilessly <laughs> <and kicks laughs> ball. Yeah, so I
2: believe that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Lionel Messi need to get, uh, get some sl- personal protection sorted out, because Next Ashley sl- Williams... Is coming for you. He's after you.
0: It's a Oh, dear. Um, I think um, there's probably we could we could wax away on the on the subject of f- Frank all night, but you know, frankly, we could speak in in a week's time, and the situation could look entirely different. I think that's the the, the strange aspect of it is that no one really knows what's going to happen next, albeit that it seems to be fairly final at the moment. But who knows? Um, yeah, gents, thank you as always. Um, nice to be back in the saddle after a, a wee Christmas break. Um,
2: Actually, I made another mistake, factually. It was Zavi. Was bloody hell. Zavi, I've had a terrible evening.
0: Uh, you've, had a, you've had a shocker. Fac-
2: facticals. My facticals have been all over the place. Oh, I did
0: We don't want to say that, that again.
2: Well, I'll go and get that sorted out for next time.
0: Quite. Um we will uh, endeavour as a New Year's resolution, which obviously no one ever keeps. We will endeavour to uh, try and remain on a, on a once a week basis or, or at the same interval, i.e., Sunday uh, night, so you can download for your miserable journey to work like I do on uh, on a Monday morning. But we shall see what we can do about that. Um, in the meantime, gents, thank you very much as always, and we will reconvene in a week or so. Good thank night. Thank you very much. Good night. Good, Good night.
1: night.
0: Horse yeah, horse.
1: Don't, don't talk cut it yet. <laughs> 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 That'll be That's... like the end of one of them Led Zeppelin records when he just <laughs> had a little bit of a laugh and a cough at the end. <coughs>